0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome back to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls ivy This is the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk, and I am pleased and delighted to be talking to Gary Gates. Hey, Gary Gates.
1: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, you look very preppy, sharp. <laughs> Thank you. So,
0: <laughs> I I know you because you do this um, when I moved over here three years ago. Uh, I would see you and and your, and guy, three, two other guys, or a couple of other guys um, um, packing his truck full of grills and port porta potties and all this stuff. And you said, Hey, we're playing basketball down there. If you ever come down or whatever, whatever. I could hear the whistles and stuff from the porch. So then finally this couple of weeks ago, I said, listen, this what, how do you do this like what do you do how do you do this and you were like we've been doing this for 22 years and out of our own pocket i was like what so tell me about tell me this story gary how did this get started
1: well being a kid growing up in new Orleansville, there was always some kind of tradition playing at bassett park um a guy by the name of dave durham was one of the uh, gentlemen that, you know, he, was, he would open the gym up at Jackie Robinson. Also, he would have games over at Lincoln Bassett School during the summertime to keep the kids active. It wasn't as much as what we're doing, but it was similar. So I kind of carried on tradition after he passed away, God rest his soul, um, with that same analogy to help people in the community. So I started out with just a grill, something simple, Uh, and just a few friends who had an idea but by the time five years passed around it became a whole like oh my god the community actually loves this they need this Um, and again you know sometimes you don't know what your path is until you're actually in it So (laughs) so by the time I looked up I was who I was supposed to be. So then we just carried on tradition again. Like I said, it's been 22 years now almost. Um, it's a fun thing. The community loves it. Um, again, yes, we did do it out of our own pocket. Um, it was simple in the beginning. You know, today prices are different. So, you know, it's a little, <laughs> little bit more, you know, this, that, and the third. But yeah, it was, um, it was a tedious progress and it was all worth it.
0: So how do you get these kids? How do the kids find you?
1: And, and, and tell okay. me the, the setup of this of the program. And so it started out with me being an AAU coach for Connecticut, New Haven basketball. And okay. um, I knew a lot of the youth. And I knew a lot of the youth. This was 22, three years ago. So I knew a lot of the youth already. So um, when, when I decided to you know, utilize them as a part of it, I started with like a kid's camp in the mornings from like 10 to one. And then I would have the, uh, the older adults and teenagers play from one to seven. And uh, um, as the years passed, these same kids became the kids that I have today actually running the teams and being a part of it as far as playing as well. And what I did in between that time was I built a program that would have them operable uh, for six weeks. Um, From the second week of July to the second week in August, we would have a basketball tournament in between those six weeks and then do an end community day, which would be on the last day. And over the time, the community just started to give me so much support from different angles that everything I actually needed was already sitting in my community. I just had to find out and make a connection and get a network with these people. And then eventually I would be Able to run the program a little bit better, um, so that's where I'm at now. Uh, I'm in the process of. We did do a program. Uh, I say about maybe pro before COVID. We started at 660 Winchester Avenue, and we were doing a program over there called I Lead. Um, it was an acronym. It stood for uh, eventually leading intelligent assets you know, directly into success. So that was our thing, and when we did that we we had a nice turnout of young men and young kids but overall we were building the program so now that we're post-COVID we have to get back to that so that's Mm -hmm. what we're so right now what we're doing is building upon the steps that we originally it's like we're starting almost all over again you know because of this COVID thing people are afraid to let their kids in any kind of environment like that so my kid program kind of suffered um in the last two years because of that but Again, I'm I'm a fighter, man. I'm gonna dig down and keep going. So yeah, the program is gonna be a lot more better. I would say I would give it another five years before you see me looking like, oh my god, I remember this guy. <laughs> so so the the summer league
0: that you run on on Sundays at the at the park, um, what what's the age range of these kids? Because I, I see you had some professional athletes out there, and
1: yeah, yes. Yeah, so what I'm doing is I. Uh, what I'll take the age groups from high school to about uh I would say thirty five. I even have a fifty five out there playing. Actually, believe it or not, and he's my he's the oldest player in the league. When he retires, we're giving him a ceremony and everything. Like believe it. So <laughs> he's been in there that long. Um, so yes, the age ranges are from about fifteen, maybe sixteen on up. So when we were coming up as young men in the communities, um in the black community, is that we would play the older guys will let some of the younger guys play if you were good enough. But what Mm -hmm. it did for your game, what it did for your basketball game is when you got back to college or high school, you will have an inner city toughness that you can bring along with you and it'd be part of your, you know, you're part of your resume. So that's what that was about mixing the talent up.
0: Okay. So, so All these teams, do they get to decide what teams they are? Like, how do they decide who plays against who?
1: Okay, so I set the format up like we do, like the NBA kinds of set theirs up. I have about 10 to 14 GMs that I call them, guys that run these teams. Now, some years it fluctuates. It goes from 10, it goes to 14. Right now I'm at 10. Again, we're post-COVID, so I'm reestablishing this all over again. So right now I have 10 guys. Who I choose to pick people from throughout the city or wherever you can get them from, and then you put them <laughs> on the teams. So I won't have to do the legwork. All the players already know me anyway. So, but I choose a certain core of people to get this done. That way, I won't have to search the city myself, and I'm involving every other person that has connections to every section of town and places that I can't reach. So I'm like extending my arm by having that set up. So after I do that, I, I was going to ask you about, do these kids come from all parts of the city? Yeah. They're off all over the city. And that's the trick between on an adult backstory. That's the trick. If I can get the kids throughout the city to play with each other, And they know each other, and for six weeks, on the seventh week, I can rest, if you understand what I'm trying to tell you. So I'm doing the work, (laughs) I'm doing the work to make us as a people understand that. And I think this is lack of communication, lack of unity within the city of these youth, where you'll see the violence occurring. So if you tie them together in an atmosphere that they find fun, but you're also Developing something that's gonna profit them in the long run, then you'll see them at least last for six weeks until it's time to go get you know back to school. So my job is to carry them from when they get out of school to when they go back to school. Yeah. Which would be late August. So I'm kind of just playing my part and it works out great.
0: I love it. So do they get this? Do they get um uh do they get prizes? Do they get trophies? What do they get out of this? Like, okay, what's the so what's the end- what's the bragging rights?
1: <laughs> okay, so we give out a big gold—you know, it's not real gold—but we give out a big gold trophy every year, um, and it's more pride than anything in the in the city because it's like the toughest thing as far as basketball. So it's an un, untouchable element that's really the prize, but the trophy is the physical version of it. Also, we give out community plaques for uh, people that have done for our community over the years that people probably forgot about, you know, uh, know, or today that may be doing something. So we got a combination of awards when we give out with this, with that ceremony. But yeah, we have a big ball, gold trophy, bragging rights, um, you know, whatever you need. And let's not stop there because one year I did uniforms for everyone i was you know utilizing the, the the funding and i was uh i had done uniforms with everybody and i gave out mvp trophies i gave out all the kids trophies like so wherever my funding is i'll be able to go extra so that's really what it is for me
0: i love it so so all boys no girls
1: i started with girls um no really yeah, I started with girls. I had the girl mixed in some of the games with the with the guys. But as I got into it a little bit further, girls started to drift away from playing basketball outside. So I lost that element. But this Sunday coming, I will have a girls game being played at 4 o'clock. So you're welcome to come down the street and see that. Yeah. So I'm trying oh, to yeah. get back to where we were by utilizing, you know, these last six weeks to kind of just – put everything that I did at one point into one day and then work on it as we go.
0: So how did you decide on Lincoln Bassett Park? How did you decide on that? Is that the
1: only well, court in town or? No, no. Well, for again, we started out as a more of a community thing. So my work started with the inner portion of Newhallville, the Reed Street section, the Winchester Ave section, the um, Sheffield section, the Dixwell section, um, the down near the Rotary section, I started using kids from those because we started to have a problem within our community first. So I started to use the kids within our communities to build the teams. And then they would pull their friends in. Now these kids that were arguing with each other two weeks ago are now playing basketball against each other. So as the years grew and the people throughout the city heard about it, I started to now, again, you don't know who you are until it happens. So then I started to utilize what the other people were doing around the city and bring those kids in because they wanted to be a part. Now, because New Haven, we need this unity in this age group in order for them to actually be able to see each other without being a basketball game. When we see each other in West Haven or we see each other in Hamden, it shouldn't be a violent moment. You know what I mean? And I think that's lack of time around each other. Repetition is key. So that's where I'm winning at with that.
0: So, Does anybody ask you about how you are so successful with these children? How, how do you, I mean, everybody's trying to figure out what to do with young people and how to engage them and how to stop the violence. And you've been doing this for so long. Like what, what is the secret sauce, Gary?
1: You'll never get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, uh, the sauce is just, you gotta really be who you are. It, you know. So many times with politics, especially where we are today, everything is half and half. They mean it and they don't mean it. So, you know, you are trying to get in office, you don't want to get in office. What I understood about New Hallville area, uh, the Ashman Street area, uh, the uh, Rockview area, and even portion of Hamden is this majority uh, African-American. And we have a big vote in this state. I know that. So what I try to inform our people is, let's be mindful of what we're doing. We want to set a precedent and a standard. So when we do come to the table and say to these people, look, we need to, let's just say, get our park redone over. We need some things done here. They won't look at us from a standpoint of, we couldn't do it ourselves. So that's what my main focus was. Prove to the city that we, as a community, can operate as a long-standing by itself. We don't need your funding to operate. So the secret sauce for me is that people respect that moment. They understand that I'm a reality check. I really mean what I'm doing. And also I'm a kid from the community that had the same struggles as these guys. I mean, a short and brief story on myself. My mom's- You're gonna ask you, tell me, tell me your story about who you are. So um, again, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kid from a, oh, sorry. I'm a young man from a young mother. She had me at 16, um, I lived with every family member um, because she had a drug addiction. Um, I didn't know my father until I was 21. Um, I lived with several other families that were connected to my families that's still family to me to this day. I lived in the hill for a portion of time. I lived in Church Street South for a portion of time. So Why my connection, the jungle, before was all of that, names and yes, all of that. Yes, before
0: lived, it was all of that,
1: yes. I lived in Diego Court. I, oh, I lived I in
0: Christopher if, Green. Right, so
1: <laughs> I know I you, I probably know you without knowing you, in other words. Lehigh was still up. I went to Prince. I went to Welt Janics. I, I went to Prince,
0: and then I went to Gold Street.
1: Okay, see, see, so we got something in common here. So that's what I'm saying. So my worth, um, I just kind of summed it all up. Being a kid from Newhallville, again, I had the struggles of every community member that grow up there through poverty. It got different kind of weapons. So you don't know which one you're gonna fall under. By the time I realized that I was a different kid, I was about 15, 16. I was very talented. I went to Eli Whitney for fashion. I learned how to sew for four years. I went to Eli
0: Whitney too. Oh,
1: see, we got more in common. (laughs) so that, but I, but you know, so that's why I chose to, you know, think of myself as an entrepreneur. So coming from the streets and combining all the street knowledge versus what I had learned in a, you know, vocational school and my worth in the community from everybody knowing me and go, you know what, this kid is genuine. He really, he's a kid that had the same struggle as us. His story is identified. I can identify with the words that he's saying. So I can I can let him speak for me in some aspects because I know that he understands and I know his reality. So, and I didn't abuse that during any time. So by the time I got about 20, 25, I had a few kids, you know, you know, going through that midlife. I decided to go to barber school and by the year, by the year 2000, I opened up a barber shop. I opened up on Dixiel Avenue across from where, where the highway was at one point. Um, and this was at five years after I was already working on Dixwell Avenue as a barber for someone else. So speeding up to this day, I'm now a barbershop owner of 23 years later and a entrepreneur who's also up a clothing line. I've utilized the fashion. I opened up a store on Dixwell two doors down called New Haven Apparel so I could utilize my words as for somebody else utilizes me. You understand what I'm saying? So um, over this period of time, that's what I've become. And I just use that same method to get every job done from the nonprofit, from the store to the barbershop. I utilize my worth, what I came from, what I have, what the people I know. I don't have enemies, everybody likes me. So, you know, I get that kind of, you know what, he's all right, right guy. So I don't know if you can buy what I have in the store. I don't think you can order this on Amazon. I think you have to be authentic it has to really be the people choosing you and then it's something you move from there
0: so why are you continuing to do this work what what is it about this work that
1: keeps you connected to this community and to these young people okay being a talented kid myself i realized that if especially in a type of community that we have we don't have <clears throat> we don't have a facility where our kids can go and do these kinds of things, so, play basketball, have fun, entertain each other. We don't have to unity within each other. So that's one of the portions. The reason why I do it is to help that element still occur. I want to carry on tradition for that. And secondly, I love sports. I love basketball. I love <laughs> to see this. This is exciting. My son was a two sport athlete. Um, he went to Hill House. He played football and basketball. He went to UNH on a free scholarship for his football talent. So i and I've coached this. This is a love that I have. Again, it may take away my family, even understands it. they see the value in what I'm doing. So they give me the moment and time to get this done. Now, I, I I may have felt through the years, oh Gary, this is the last summer, you're tired, you're getting older, da, da, da. But for some reason, the man upstairs got a different plan and I'm a part of the plan, and I've understood that over these years, so it's not a hard thing for me to get up and make this happen. I just get up, and I'm paying attention to the universe, and I'm keeping going. I'm doing what it's telling me to do. When it's time for my body to shut down and it's over, then I'll do that, but it's the inside. It's the heart. This is not, you can't do it in me at a political level if you're not going to, have the people understand that you actually mean it. If you, I don't know if I'm really saying that to you how I really mean it, but that. Oh right. no, I understand. Maybe it. that's it right there, right? If you don't get the, if the people don't choose you, and that's any position, alderman, mayor, you know anything. If the people doesn't don't choose you for that work, then what you're doing isn't gonna work, especially if you don't mean it. If you have any hidden agenda and you're working with that mass of people, you think somebody's not gonna smell that somewhere along the line? So you have to 100% and 10% overly. And, and it's just to the point whereas I didn't even know I was doing it. sometime. I'll give you an example. We had a rain date one day, and I'm like, you know what? I know this rain is gonna stop. Let me just get this broom and sweep this water off the court. Now, mind you, someone's across the street recording me the whole time and I don't know this. So they put it up on the social media and I'm getting all these comments about, yo, you, you know, I can't believe it. You still believed in the dream. Now, I don't see the moment how everybody else sees it because I'm actually doing it. I'm not looking for a social media reply to, to give me confidence that I'm doing it right. But that did show me one thing that how people opinion of you and how they see things is an actual fact. And if you mean it, they, there was no negative comments within that. You see what I'm getting at? So it, for me, it was a, a, a moment of, you know what? Keep going, keep pushing. This is, this is what it is. It takes this kind of work. Whereas, and then to top it all off, we end up having the rest of the day with son. So.
0: <laughs>
1: so what do, you, what do you want people to know about our kids? What do you want to
0: know? Because our kids are are, are working against a lot of barriers. And right, and the influence of drugs and guns is very much surrounding them. But what do you want people to know about these kids or our kids?
1: Our kids are hidden gems. Uh, they have so many gifts and and, and talents that can benefit this world if they have the the, the alternatives to get there. We need financial literacy. We need better education. We need a a better community involvement to what's going on with them. These little nuances and not just saying them, but actually, again, actually doing them. As you see, I'm, I'm proof of what actually doing does. So that's the only evidence I can give you is myself. And that's my worth of telling you, if you do it, I guarantee you repetition will give you an advancement. But if you just sit back and say, you're gonna do these things just to get in office or do this, that, and the third, it's just not gonna work. So I would say that what we need to know about our kids is they're hitting gyms. They need to be uh, a part of society in a way where we're developing uh, a better version of a human for the next 20 years. These people are gonna be running our future. They're going to be the people that's living in the houses that we sit on the porch right now or we go to for a friend's house or but these are going to be the people that's running these houses. If we don't give them the proper education to get to these next level, I'm telling you, they're going to fail. They're going to do like majority of my age group. I'm, from, I'm a 90s baby, 80s baby. And you know what kind of era that was. 50 percent of us ended up in jail and, and or died. I'm still dealing with death. Like death to me, I'm almost stoned to it because I didn't see so much death happen from that time to now. So, you know, I'm trying to change that moment. And again, I couldn't outright let them know because they probably wouldn't be, you know, people have the kids and the youth have such a negative vibe that if you tell them exactly I'm helping you, they might run from you. So you just got to give them something that they're going to attach to. (laughs) You have to give them something that they're going to attach to and then, run from there and involve everything after that once you have like my clientele I want to say within if over the six week's time I'm probably dealing with a thousand different kids you know to that two maybe 200 of them I never met you know so it's, it's it's work in progress it's about saving them to a moment where we as a society can get financially situated where we can put them in better I'm saving them for the moment of the older people and the mayors to do their job, you know. I'm holding these people on so they can be alive, so they can fill the jobs that they have in the future coming. For God's sakes, Biden just signed a bill that can that's going to help everybody. Like you know, there's there's a way. Like the building across the street from me, um, from where I'm at on Dixwell, I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm also part of a committee that tried to stop app from coming in and putting the that. Next, I, I'm
0: in. I'm low key on that committee. I provided the. Uh the
1: advice on how to thank you thank you thank you thank you you. so and I have my barbershop is directly across the street from there so I was going to be the most hit right correct yes I was going to be the most hit I know what drugs look like I'm from the 80s and the 90s I know what's going to happen across that street I've been to Congress Avenue I know what happens over there one long wharf. I know what happens over there so my thing was no it's not going to be in our community I've done too much work to let you come over here and just plant your problems from another city into ours. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna, and again, we have power in our vote. I know this is little Africa around here. I get that point. What we have to understand and not to not, and I'm not a racist, I'm not any of those things, but I'm looking out for our people and what we've, we've lacked these kind of structural environments dealing with the people inside of our community doing for our community. You see what I'm saying? Not just taking these positions and then you you have to be, quote unquote, puppet string to move the way you have to move because it's a political game. I'm not in it for that. That's why I stay to the side. I kind of work. as. That's why I like a nonprofit, because I'm able to work as an entity who's doing what is doing and you have to provide what you know to help me. That's your job. That's your job as a city official to do what you're supposed to do to help cause I'm doing good. I'm not, my organization is not ba- based on anything bad. It's based on the terminology of your job title. So therefore you have to employ what you know. So there, now I'm coming to the table as Newhallville representative and not uh, an older person who has to agree with something that you said. So that's yes. why I don't, that's why I look at it and I fight like this. It's not that I'm against anyone. It's not that I don't look at uh, a position of, the mayor as a a strategic a position of something that he needs to do for this community. I get all of that. But I can do a better job for what I'm doing if I be consistent in what I'm doing. So therefore, that's why I work so hard. It's not about not teaming up. It's about ultimately me see, saving these people for them to do what they're supposed to do. That's it. <laughs> so, before I let you go,
0: tell me, what what is the What is the biggest dream that you want for all of this for yourself personally, for these young people, uh, Newhallville Corporation? What is the what is the biggest dream that you
1: have for this? My biggest dream is for the legacy to live on. Even after I'm gone, I want this nonprofit to continue. Um, I want this basketball tournament to continue. I would love to see uh, a, a youth facility. Uh, building something drawn up in our community where these people can have uh, something like Eli Whitney. They can have vocational skills put in there. It's just that portion of it is my main thing. I would love to see that work like to the point where it's like never ending. Um, Ultimately, again, even when I'm totally gone, I wanna see it continue on. I want this program to strive and become something that may be a model for other cities. And lastly, but really, firstly, the violence has to stop. So if I can just play my part and you know, utilizing what I can do to slow that moment down, then I'll continue to do it. So um, I'm never stopping as long as I'm alive. I, I got an ultimate goal going here. Um, I think it's working. I think the plan is um, uh, sufficient. It, it may need some tweaking here and there. I'm willing to talk and deal with whoever I'm a sponge. I'm willing to deal with anybody I can to get it done. And um, again, I just want to see it successful, man. I just want to link up with as many people I can to get it to the, to the right position. Well, I, so, I certainly admire the work that you're
0: doing and I appreciate the Thank work you. that you're doing. And you have a real, I've never met anybody who had a real honest take on what young people are up against and, and how to uh, work along with them. I think yeah. what you're doing is, is, uh, is, uh, incredible actually. And, and it deserves this moment, this spotlight, not just on my show, but the piece right. in the paper the piece, right. piece from the New Haven independent, which we put in the inner city, which, which y'all are on the cover. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, I just think, I just think we need more people doing this kind of work without telling people that they're doing this work. Do you know what I mean? Like, so lastly,
1: I'm gonna leave you with this from me. I ultimately understand you can't take it with you. Leave it here. Do all you can while you're here and leave it here. That's my goal. I love it.
0: Well, thank you for your time this morning.
1: You're welcome. Mr. Gates. Thank I you. appreciate thank you for having it. having me. And you guys, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's our
0: pleasure. And uh, I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs>
1: I'll be there. <laughs> all right. Thank all
0: right. You. You a, enjoy the rest of your day. I and, and, sure I, and I love this whole fashion statement today. I love it. I love it. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, get, All right, um, Harry Joes. I'm on my way out. I'm on my way to the vineyard. I'll be back next week. Y'all have a good weekend. I'm off tomorrow and Friday because I will be on the vineyard. <laughs> my favorite place in the world or my second favorite place in the world. Uh, So I'll be back and uh, Harry Jones will be here. Paul Bass will be here. Somebody will be here. And, you know, we got enough shows that we could do the best of Babs for two days. Like, honestly, God, we got enough shows. But anyway, uh, we'll be back because there's a lot of other stuff that I wanted to talk about, uh, but we'll get around to it next week. So uh, hopefully when I step out the door, the weather will be a little bit different than it's been for the last 20 days. Uh, But y'all be safe out there. Be cool. And... um, I really feel good talking to uh, Gary Gates. I'm going to walk away from this feeling quite, quite inspired. So thank y'all. Thank you, Harry. Have a good weekend.